commercial break. Can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Oh, what happened, man? Oh man. My phone my phone rang. My doctor called me on a Sunday afternoon and then I, I oh. the whole thing locked up. So I couldn't yeah. I, I tried to ignore the call and uh, it just locked up. So I had to oh. anyway, anyway. Is it, so where were we? Is he asking for golf tips or <laughs> he is a golfing nut. No, oh, nice. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. No, this was more more along the lines of uh, something else, probably. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, all right. So where were we? We were talking about Bryson, and we were talking about yeah, people yeah. talking about him not being able to putt and chip and stuff. First of all, you can't yeah. win a U.S. Open by what he went it by six strokes without being right. able to putt and chip. Particularly, I mean, any U.S. Open setup, but wing foot, thick rough around the greens, extremely undulating greens that are, you know, super fast. Right. And yeah, you got to you got to have hands to be able to get through that place. But uh, right. yeah, but what I, what I was saying is, you know, he's one of those marquee guys now. So they're showing him on TV all the time. So we're watching right. him we're watching him the weeks that he's making a whole lot and we're watching him the weeks that he's not making a ton. So everybody, it's funny. It's funny how uh, the everyday golfer has such a short term memory in regards to the, uh, the professional golfer, you know, a guy, a guy can win one week and then two weeks later he's missed a couple of cuts and they go, Hey, what's going on with so-and-so it's like, dude, he won a couple weeks ago, you know? Right. And, and right. it's not it's not easy to win. You know, he's really good. Give him a it's break. It's the hardest thing I've ever seen. And I played professional baseball for a while. And there's nothing in baseball, in my opinion, as hard as golf. And you're exactly right. I can't tell you how many people have come to me over the years I've been involved in golf when I worked the tour out there for 10 years. And they go, you know, my son or my best friend, this guy can play lights out. And, and, and he, if, if, if he could just quit his job, he could go out there and play tour golf. And I'm like, well, I don't want to rain on your parade, but probably not. I, I can't tell you how many people are invited to come out and, and I'll get you a, a, a pass on the driving range. You can walk the course and the guys that you've played with Trevor, you know, this, that once you take a look at a professional golfer, that some of them can't make the cut can't cut a check, but you watch them strike balls and it's a whole different, uh, you, you would never say that about them, that they're not good golfers or they criticize them and go, oh my God, you know, he won two weeks ago, but he kind of sucks, you know? No, right. they don't. Not at any level. And, and you, it's something you have to see with your own eyes, but you're right. They have short memories. And then if they ever got to stand next to one and watch a guy hit a hundred balls, and I guarantee you, they would step back and go, I don't know who this guy is. Never heard of him before, but oh my gosh, he's the next Messiah. And yeah. I go, you know what? They, they, they're all just freaky talented. Uh, yeah. and, and even at their worst, they're still way better than, you know, it's just, uh, sure. you couldn't have hit it on the head any better than that. I, lo- I love it. I love it when I go out and play with somebody and I'm out there, you know, dinking it around, hitting it. Mm-hmm. hitting it 270 280 and you know uh and 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 you know i got good hands and you know i'll i'll yep. i'll get i'll get going every once in a while but 
you know, they'll, they'll say something to the effect of, you know, why don't you quit your day job and go try to play the tour, you know? And it's like, <laughs> hold on, hold on a minute. Let me, let me tell mm-hmm. you something real quick. That par five that we just played that I couldn't get to in two, I got buddies that are out on the road that would hit that green with a six or a seven iron right. and, and they putt and chip better than I do. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Get a clue, man. Oh, I wish, I wish that, that if, if I was a wealthy man and I, I wish I could introduce people to that caliber of golf. So as kids or young adults, they can kind of see what they're going to be up against when they make that journey, if they're lucky enough or talented enough and, and just say, you know, look and see how good these people really are. Yeah. And I mean, any one of them that can't even make a cut out there could be king of their county any sure. day of the week and never went, never lose a round with them. You know, sure. it's, I wish I could show people that I don't think TV does them justice. Uh, and, well, and hell, you know even people... even going out and watching uh, doesn't necessarily do it justice, because I mean, like, um, you know, when when Tiger was in his prime, uh, yeah, every shot was televised, but tv doesn't do it justice and if you went out to watch him play uh you know uh you'd Mm -hmm. be able to see him maybe hit two or three shots up close and personal because the world is following him and um you know i I mean even going out there and watching isn't necessarily gonna do these guys justice for for what they can do with a golf ball you know right in every scenario and every time they hit a ball they stand over it uh, the bad, the bad lie they have, they're hitting it off oh, gravel and everything. And it never seems to phase them. And right. I, I would have, I would end up with shingles by the end of the day, if I had to do that to make a living and they just breeze through it. It's amazing yeah. that their level of expertise and talent. It's well, even if you, even if, even if we, uh, we don't even talk about the caliber of player, just, just based off of the numbers, you know, everybody wants to play on the PGA tour. Right. Right. A hundred and twenty five guys on the planet get to keep their job every year on the PGA tour. So just based off right. of numbers, uh, your back's up against the wall immediately. You know, put put talent aside. The numbers are it's just a it's a crazy business model, you know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh like uh when I uh, I sent you that video of my kid uh walloping mm-hmm. on a driver right and i'm like man mm-hmm. you know he he's he's hitting it like his mother he's hitting it pretty good if he can put in chip like his dad you know he might be a pretty good player and you're like <laughs> and you're like how about how about he be uh uh, uh a mediocre baseball player <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> you know go in the go in the first round and get a a, a 10 million dollar bonus you know and yep. that's the other thing you look at you know like uh uh, one of my buddies was uh, the best college player in the country a couple of years ago. He wasn't walking out of Pepperdine with ten million dollars in his pocket, not anywhere close, you know. And he's got to he's got to pay his own bills for travel and and uh, food and all that stuff. So, well, yeah. that's the difficult thing. When I played baseball, somebody was you know you're in school or or you know somebody would pick you up in your minor league contract. And they're paying you to do that. And then yeah. you're off pursuing your dreams and stuff. I never did the uh, the comparison in numbers, but uh, I think there's far more 
professional baseball players in the major league than there are professional golfers. Now, I would like to, to actually, you know, but like you said, there's only so much room for the best uh, uh, guys to get their card back. And for the guys that don't have their card, I, I don't think people understand what they go through. You know, they yeah. have to, you know, they, you know, if they've managed to make a few bucks and save it, but most of the time you have to go out there and get some help. You have to find some, um, some good person out there that that's got plenty of money that can help you. And that's not good. That, that can't be fun either. You know, finding some guy that can, can help you go out and so you can play every day to get to the back to the tour, or get to the tour. So it's a tough, tough, uh, Road a hole, I'm telling you, and and like you said, but if they manage to make it to the PGA level and can keep their card, first of all, it's hard to keep your card. But people overlook it, like they just assume, you know, you still have to go out there and perform better than 125 other players. Yeah, and every well, it's, year it's probably yeah. it's probably a touch easier to keep it than it is to get it. But both are right. off the charts. Uh, difficult right. i mean if you if you look at the ins and outs of uh what it takes to get out there now man you gotta so you're starting off in canada or in latin america i don't know if the pga tour has still got to deal with china or not but you got to finish in the top five after a season long of not making any money out of the states right right and if exactly. you finish in the top five there's a big difference between being uh, the order of merit winner being first and being fifth in regards to how many starts you get. So if you finish fifth, yeah, you're getting your corn fairy card, but your back's already up against the wall. Cause you're probably not playing for the first, you know, six events plus. Right. Then you get out on the corn fairy tour and man, you spent some time out there. I mean, you can let everybody know uh, what kind of ballers are out there. I mean, good Lord, dude, it's, it, crazy the 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 talent that's out there then you got to finish in the top 25 on the money list uh after a full season on corn ferry right right and if you finish inside the top 75 you get to go to finals you get another shot at it but you know they're only they're only getting 50 cards at a corn ferry and more than likely for most of these guys that's after spending a couple years up in canada or in latin america you know they're already in the hole deep Right, oh. way deep, and and yeah. I, I when I got my job, uh, I I got a call from a company that, uh, that that said, "Would you like to? We think you'd be good out on the PGA as a shaft prep." Well, I knew something about shafts, but I knew nothing about PGA. I knew nothing about the journey that these people have to go through. I came from a whole different background, although I could fit them with a golf shaft, and I was shocked. Most of the guys I was working with had they they were very well educated on their journey on on how tough it was for these guys i got to this was back in web.com but same thing i was shocked i'd stand there on the driving range and most i would be amazed and i'd go look some guy up and he's he's never made a cut or right. he he just monday qualified and he shot 62 or 64 right. just to get into the tournament and okay, what's his background? Oh, uh, he has none. It's that tough. I was amazed at what these guys have to go through and the, the sly numbers. When I, well, we used to do long drive stuff years before I knew you, Trev, and we'd go to these regional 
uh, areas where we'd have to go Monday qualify into it, so to speak. We'd have to go in and do this. And then during the districts, you'd have 60 guys show up, 70 guys that could all hit it. And they'd only have one, the one guy would get through and go to the world finals. So getting back to world finals was back then the same comparison as what these guys, there's only so much room for guys getting through. And you're looking at, you know, 40 or 50 other guys with the same talent as you. And there's yeah. only one door to go through, you know, it's, but that that's come and gone, but it, it was uh, really tough. And these guys have to live on these conditions and it, it's just such a tough guy. I can't say enough about, I wish people would t- go in and take a look, a closer look at that. And uh, it, it's tough. I don't know how they don't end up in the nut house by the, t- by the end of their career. Cause it's, it's, it's just a tough, tough way to make a living. Sure. But sure. all this started over, all this all started over was us talking about uh, Bryson. And, yeah. and when the people are criticizing, oh, he's not chipping too good, he's not a great chipper. I was like, how could you not be uh, great when you end up in the top 10 uh, on most tournaments that you play in and you win a, a bunch of them? And I'm going, guys, you're, you know, who cares if he hits a couple of balls in the tree? Guess what he's doing? He's punching a ball under a branch somewhere getting up and getting his par and getting out of there you know yeah. that takes tremendous talent so anyway well yeah. at the at the end of the day you know those guys that do really well they uh they maintain their focus on what matters which is getting the ball in the hole and uh right. you know the culmination of uh extreme physical talent and uh being able to approach the game that works best for them um you know, they got all that going on and then they remain hyper focused on the only thing that matters, which is getting the ball in the hole in the least amount of strokes. And right. at the end of the day, that that's it. That's all that matters, you know. So, right. Uh, I've been lucky enough to uh, play quite a bit of golf with uh, Sahith Tagala um, in the last year or so. Uh, and yeah, and. Um, I was talking about it in the last podcast, but you know, the guy plays the game like I would imagine a you know a champion chess player plays, you know. It's mm-hmm. basically like, okay, there's there's my opponent's move, you know, it's messed up, but I'm gonna figure out a way to work myself out of this situation and make the best of it. And um, you know, he'll stand up on a tee box and if he hadn't feeling it, you know, he'll hit a big banana cut out there and, and then he'll get up there and hit a low draw and, you know, just whatever he needs to do to make it happen. Right. You know, right. And he does it. And, uh, you know, that's why he's already, uh, man, he's only been out there a few weeks and, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago had a chance at, uh, winning, uh, the Sanderson farms and, uh, you know, just, he he maintains his focus on what's important, and that's getting the ball in the hole, you know. Right. Which is, which is right. another thing that, uh, like, so many golfers um, would do them a lot of good if they tried to play the game a little bit more often than, um, you know, doing this and that and the other with their golf swing and really – honed in on you know figuring out a way to play the game you know right like right 
Like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're the guy that needs to, you know, neck it a little bit every once in a while and hit a little low cut off the tee, Hey, you know, do it if that's what you need to do at the moment, you know, don't be trying to hit some big high slinging hook. If you know, you're going to leave the face wide open and shove it out of bounds. You know what I mean? Just because, just because that's what you see Rory do, you know, well, you're right. not Rory. You know what I mean? You That's might be exactly uh, right. you, you might be a little bit more of like a Corey Pavin than uh <laughs> you know what I mean? So gotcha. Yep, yeah. I I've got I I was lucky enough back when I was doing my long drive, I had this one touring pro say, Hey, I want to go play with you and yeah, and I'd like to pick up some some tip, whatever. They said came out of their mouth, I was a sponge. But the first thing that, that was so profound about the way they looked at it, they stood on the tee box and they go, now play this. What we do is he played the whole hole in his mind when he's standing on the tee box, just not necessarily where he wanted to hit it at that moment. He played the whole hole in his mind and he, he said, look, this is why I, I want to hit it here and I'm going to hit it there. And then this is what I'm going to do the whole thing. out." I'm going, you got to be kidding me. I just wanted to grab my driver and hit it on the green if I could, you know, right. Uh, right. and which, which it resulted in hitting it up the mountain, hitting it in the lake, uh, whatever. But it, it, they, the mentality that they have is you just kind of wonder what's going through their mind. Golf is such a mysterious thing. Anyways, I, I watched the world series and I played enough baseball. I could tell you what a guy was thinking probably. I mean, he only has so many options when, but I had the luxury of being a professional baseball player and I kind of know what they're thinking. Golf, they just, they, they stand up there, might look at a book and you wonder, but there's a lot of information, a lot of stuff going on in that head and they're playing that hole out. It's, it's really fun. I, you know, it, it, there's, but there's a lot more to appreciate to it. Like you said, with your guy is you got to visualize, you got to watch him play golf, which is, uh, kind of still a mystery to a lot of us, you know, how, how sure. these players formulate this plan. It's, sure. It's remarkable. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that there was, uh, you know, uh, varying degrees of thoughtfulness and in, um, in baseball too. I'm, I'm sure that there were plenty of guys that went about things uh, different ways. You see it out on tour too. I mean, it's, it's not like uh, everybody's playing the game a certain way. Everybody's going about it in the way that they feel is necessary to get the ball in the hole, you know? Right. And, right. And I'm, I'm sure there's some similarities to baseball too, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of, uh, I used to appreciate a lot of one to nothing ball games because of all of the strategies going on that most fans don't see. They don't, yeah. they, 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 they didn't have the luxury of learning that. And, and I see all this stuff not happening as a result of well-executed plans and things like that. And, and, and good pitching duels are the most boring games that you ever want to watch on TV, but there's a lot of good stuff going on that, you know, so they kind of like changed that these days to who hits the most home runs and there still is a strategy, but anyways, yeah, it's uh, golf is though. It's a special game. So what, what was it exactly that made you call it a day with, with baseball? Um, well, I, I'll tell you this, I, I, I was too long. I went from, uh, uh, being a prospect to a suspect pretty quick after I hurt my 
hurt my arm. Uh, I'm about six years into my career. Um, but I, I never, never thought that I was an extremely talented guy. I need to learn a lot of stuff. But um, at the very end, I'd had some really good years. And after you've been involved in the game after six, seven, eight years, you kind of get wise and know what's expected of you, what you're really good at. And you can forget about, put your ego in your pocket and say, this is what my strong points and weak points. I had some, some pretty good years at the end of my career and I couldn't throw too well, but I made up the difference in, and I thought one being smart, calling a good game, uh, working the pitching staff, uh, being a good defensive catcher, and I always hit okay. I wasn't a great hitter, but I had a lifetime average of 270, 271, I think uh, somebody told me. And and what ended up happening was, I thought, in my opinion, they wanted me, you, you saw the old story, Bull Durham, which is a pretty good example. I had more value to a major league club being in AAA and maybe nurturing their prospect pitchers yeah. Uh, nonetheless, you know, and, and I thought, man, I, and, and I just, but they weren't discouraged. But they weren't willing to give you a big contract to be a coach of some kind. Huh? No, well, yeah. at that point, it was at that point, I already saw what was on the table. I had already hurt my arm. So at the best I could go up to the big leagues and be a decent backup catcher. Yeah. Or I could sit in AAA and maybe take care of their pitching staff and make sure so that that's where my value was and I wasn't willing to hold on to that plus by that time I I uh I had a uh, a drinking problem and all kinds of other problems that that really clouded my head and at that at that point I made a decision you know I was done right. and if yeah I don't care how much talent you have or how much time invested when the spirit when your spirit to play and achieve and and move on when that gets kind of uh, dull and and you don't think right you get pretty angry and depressed about things and then you make decisions of like look what what have I got to go back and and I'm, I'm I made a decision to walk away I wished I hadn't have done that uh, I wished I had just kept knocking at the door knocking at the door and as long as they kept giving me contracts to play then I would see it through I saw it happen to a lot of guys that I knew afterwards when I got out of the game, I said, wow, he hung around long enough and they finally let him in the big leagues. And he might've had, some of these guys may have only lasted another three or four years, but nonetheless, they made it. So it was a, uh, it was a decision like, based on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but maybe at mm-hmm. the end of the day, health wise, it probably would have been best for you to get out like you did. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Health wise, it took me a little bit once I got out of the game to, to straighten up my drinking problems and whatever other problems I had. But uh, I don't know that I could have done that while I was playing. Right. Um, so right. it took a lot of effort. So, uh, the, you know, you look back on things and you feel like, well, I fell short. Well, there's a lot of things to be grateful for, too. It's taken me many, many years to see what you know, you back off them far enough and long enough and, and you put your big boy pants on and you go, you know what, that, th- this is what I had to do to be healthy and, and straighten my life up, get my life in order and live the rest of it with some, uh, uh, you know, decently. So, right. yeah. 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 And it's, it's, I, I know just as well as you do, it's no easy task to uh, put the bottle down 
you know, and that's right. uh, yeah. that's that's uh, that's a cool thing in itself. Giving up the drinking, man, because uh, alcohol is uh, bad news. Um, it is, and and I wasn't. I'm not very good at moderation. You know, some people I've always envied them that, that they could enjoy a few drinks or maybe ever every now and then a bender somewhere, you know, harmless. But uh, I was I was not designed that way, nor did I teach myself moderation. And uh, so I got to the point where it got so bad that it was either uh, stay that way and eventually, uh, you know, crashing. Croak, or yeah. Get, get, yeah, croak yeah. is right. There's, there's no gray area for me. Yeah. Now, I'm, not, I'm not somebody that runs around and tells everybody that, that they need to stop drinking by any means. Right. You can control it. Even if you want to drink, it's none of my business. Right. Yeah, but but I won't be going to dinner with you, and we won't be going out afterwards because that's just not me anymore. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It's, a lot of that stuff has to do with uh, the company that you keep, for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No and doubt. Change that. There's right. there's a lot of there's a there's a, a lot of peace of mind out there. Now I won't say, and I'll say this for the listeners is that. Uh, it's not all, uh, when I got sobered and, and basically live life and be okay with it and be happy with it. I created a better lifestyle, not drinking than I had when I was drinking, but, um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily have to white knuckle it afterwards either way. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's a good life out there and it's there for everybody. Uh, they just got to figure out, they got to get involved in it and, and start out. We can go into another podcast about this for two hours. So I'm sure. sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, but the, yeah, for, for people like myself, it's just like, there's no gray area there. And I'm, I don't miss it. And, but you couldn't have told me at the time, Hey, life will be fine. It was, right. a, it was a struggle getting going. Sure. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, You're, yeah. You're speaking to me, man. Um, Right on. Yeah. So, uh, so then uh, you're playing in the minor leagues. Were you going out and playing golf every once in a while while you were out there playing professional baseball or? Nope. I didn't. Okay. I lose you 